0: What's up, y'all? This is Sean, and you are listening to another episode of Sensibly Cynical. Today, I have an absolutely amazing guest. I will be chatting with Fresh C. He is an amazing artist. He grinded over there in California and is doing absolutely epic work right now. Like, he's on the top of his game. And I am so thrilled that he was able to take some time away to talk to me about everything going on with his new EP and how he made it big from, you know, his start in the industry. So sit back, grab a cold one and enjoy this because it is a good one. And with me on the line, he is a highly acclaimed recording artist and host of the Hustler's Journal podcast, Fresh Seed. What's up, buddy?
1: What's going down, man? What's going down?
0: I appreciate you doing this.
1: Yeah, it's no problem, man. It's no problem. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, start from the beginning. Like, how did your career start? Uh I mean, to kind of like, in, in basic terms, man, it started when
1: I was eight years old. So, um, being a 90s baby, I'm originally from California. Uh, just, just, uh, just the hustle and grind, my man. Just, uh, you know, coming across hip hop as, as a, young, uh, as a young cat. Um, came up in the battle scene, uh, eight, nine years old, battling, battling kids. You know that were 13, 12, 15 and older. Um, just my love for the game, man. Just, uh, you know, just the come up that's kind of really, really where it started. Uh, California, California kid, California dreaming, you know.
0: Yeah, that was the era before, you know, you didn't have social media back then, right? You're talking about early 90s? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no such thing as social media, for sure. Yeah, this is, like,
1: 1990.
0: Well, how did that change things? Like, when we started getting to the 2000s, like, how did you see the game changing?
1: Uh, I mean, just from, you know, from all different angles, it, it's just everything's changing. You know, you just got to be able to, uh, to adapt, in a sense. You know, back in those days, uh, you know, growing up, like... You know, as a kid, like, everybody looked up to, you know, MTV, the PT, uh, Music Box, like, things like, that are almost inferior nowadays, um, everything's kind of plug and play, where back in the day, it wasn't, it wasn't on such demand. you know, like, uh, the music had more value instead.
0: Yeah. Did you have any, like, huge, um, like, influences personally?
1: Um, yeah, there, there's hundreds, man, but just right off the top of my head, um, I'd say definitely Snoop Dogg, Tupac, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Mike Tyson. Really? Um, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely,
0: definitely. What was Tyson? Was it just his um, larger-than-life personality?
1: Nah, it was more or less his resilience. You know, growing up in California, um, I grew up and survived the riots. So I, I survived a lot of different things that <clears throat> in that era and time frame. That I don't feel uh, most people can ever can ever experience, you know, from mm-hmm. from uh, racism to segregation to riots, uh, poverty, and to be able to rise, basically, you know, through, through the flames of hell like a phoenix. Uh, Mike Tyson's definitely one of those guys, especially back back then. You know, a lot of my friends, uh, you know, they were really into Michael Jordan or or you know other uh, other uh, highlights like that or other uh, you know you know sports teams and
0: right. athletes and I really didn't follow the norm so
1: it was, always, it was always somebody that uh you know related to the lifestyle that I lived so basically put um you know I didn't take nothing from nobody and you know I just goes ro- through uh goes through a situation like the phoenix you know so it's mm-hmm. one of those guys that I felt he's like a maverick that's you mm-hmm. know being comparable or one of the sense. Where did you reside? Mm-hmm. Sacramento, um, Visalia, Porterville. I I kind of bounced around a lot just because of my
0: situation as a kid. So right.
1: I probably I probably seen more and you know in my ages between six and twelve that most people see their whole life. To be honest.
0: Well, I respect the hustle, man. And uh, looking ahead here, I, I uh, that new single you got's pretty pretty dope, man. How did, what was the creative process behind that spaceship? Uh,
1: which one? Oh, the spaceship, the lo-fi project. Um, it was basically just influenced uh, by the quarantine. Um, I made the entire project in, I think, like 60 hours. So uh, there's eight songs. There were 17 originally, um, but there's eight on the full project. It comes out June 19th. So I'm super excited. It was something fun. Um, I think spaceship took me, I think just saw song alone probably took me 30 minutes. Like, it was just something really that, you know... oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: is it just I, something I've been doing music, mm-hmm. just, just been doing music for so long man like <laughs> um, as a matter of fact
1: right before you called uh i literally just made a song or in the middle of a song like I literally right when you called so um uh, nah like i make music so much you know i just it's just about the process that it's almost like one of those things like you know you get inspired and and there it goes, you know, I'll usually write two, three songs a day, um, sometimes seven or eight, yeah, it's crazy, like, my work ethic is probably unmatched by anybody that I personally know, it's just the way I work, man.
0: And and that's just the way you were raised, right, is nothing's given, everything's, and that's how it was um, back then, it still is now, but like, especially back then, right? Yeah, I
1: mean... It's just uh it's just a mindset that I created for myself. I can't really attribute that to any one person other than me. Mm-hmm. Um and just adapting to my surroundings. I wanted to be successful. So uh you know unlike a lot of the other kids, I had a lot less. So I had to figure out ways to be creative and work, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times harder than the next human being. So it just kinda sticks with you and now it's it's one of the best things in the world because I outwork my competition. I, you know, the only competition I have when I look in the mirror. So I just try to be better than, you know, a better person I was than the day before. So that's really always been my motivation.
0: Yeah, let's go back to the album. Like, um, you said this drops in uh, next month, right? Yeah, the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never
1: dropped the album.
0: Oh, oh, your EP. Okay, I apologize.
1: No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, the the EP comes out in June. Um, as a matter of fact, it just literally went up for pre-order two days ago. So um, yeah, I'm just really excited. It was just more of a fun project. Um, because the quarantine, you know, tours got canceled. Right. By right. Southwest got canceled. All you know, I'm I'm used to being on the road all the time. So when I drop a project, it's tour time. You know, I tour two or three times a year. And so, I guess, ultimately, it was really inspired by the quarantine. scene. It's just, uh, I had a lot more time on oh, my hands than usual, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like, all right, cool. Uh, I got <laughs> some beats from different producers, Yeah. and I just came up with the concept. I wrote it as a film, so it's actually, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to release it yet or, or, or what, but there's a cartoon that I made for it. Um, Illustrations
0: made for really, illustrations you do your own? Smart. You do your own illustrations?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, there's really. I think the only thing that I would say that is outsourced for anything that I do mm-hmm. is just uh, uh, production. Every now and then, this this whole project is produced entirely by me, except for one one track. So, um, yeah. I mean, uh, the way I look at it is is uh, you know, I don't depend on other people i just depend on myself so from videos to lyric videos to treatment to film to screenplay to lyrics to producing to engineering mixing mastering um i do all that myself
0: so yeah what what was your first like major major um project that you did back in the day like what was the one thing that got you noticed you think or was it accumulation of everything you've done what was the setting point you think or starting point
1: um, I say 2014 uh, is when I finally, I would say, like, see through the cracks in a sense. I had a song called Morning Light. Uh, it's not available now. I I've taken it down. But um, uh, it was my first hit single. So um, uh, upon release, it was released on MTV, um, BET, bh one Really? It was in a couple of movies. Yeah, it was on a couple of movies at that time. It was my first one million streams. Song, uh, one million stream video. Um, mm-hmm. It was in Double XL, like all those kind of like focal points that anybody within the hip hop community would, you know, applaud or mm-hmm. you know try to try to get to in a sense. Like those were all accomplished with one song, and it was actually an accidental song. It wasn't even a song right. that uh, that I even liked. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, I actually hated the song, but mm-hmm. even the world liked it so.
0: Yeah, what what's your thoughts on the newer? I guess not really newer, but what's your thoughts on like the mainstream people? You know, Wayne and Drake, and how how do you think they've influenced the current game?
1: Um, I mean, I think Wayne's
0: been around for a long time. Of course, time. Of, of course, people, but a lot of people, I think, uh, missed could screw that. So
1: uh, Wayne Wayne's kind of been around the same amount of time I have. We're close to the same age, to be honest. Um, Drake, on the other hand, I think they both have. Uh, quite an influence on different kinds of music, um, especially with the new age and stuff like that. But I would probably, if I could say any one artist in particular that I think influenced anything that's evident now, I would probably say outcast, Um for the reason of... Yeah, they were my guys. <laughs> yeah, sp- specifically like Andre 3000, because he was so unorthodox yeah. and made you know, different kinds of music. That influence, like the yep. chance the rappers, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, all these other kinds of like yeah. different sounds of music,
0: but it's Dude. still considered hip hop. Dude, when you said outcast man, I just remember now with the Napster days, man, Miss Jackson was my song, bro. <laughs> I used to, oh, yeah. I used I, I, to go throughout school and was like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Outcast is fire.
0: Yeah, but that was like the first I know that's kind of a weird song the first um like hear of them, but when Miss Jackson came out, I I was like who sings this joint? That joint was fire though. But like, were you were you there with the whole Napster thing? What's your thoughts on the, how Napster changed the game? Like changed the music industry. I
1: think I think they changed the whole um, streaming game, like downloading game, um especially like pirating music. Uh, of course, <laughs> I think I think most of us as kids you know, downloaded downloaded AIDS on our fucking grandma's computer <laughs> one, once or once or twice. So, uh, I mean, Napster was cool then. Like, you know, like I thought it was cool. I w- I've always been a an album person, so I would always purchase it even if I right. it. However, being a musician now, or like you know, professional versus me being a kid, uh, I could definitely see the downside to that. You know what I mean? Like people ripping new stuff off YouTube and not buying it because ultimately, um, the industry is devalued what music you know what music is worth so badly that it's almost uh, I mean for anybody new coming into it it's almost impossible to make it just off streams or you know download the loan because people just don't buy it they'd rather you know download a torrent or you know rip it rip it online and stuff like that so I I definitely agree Uh, Napster definitely changed the game not necessarily in a good way
0: yeah I think' cause there was a lot there was a lot of people that kind of rebelled against it for a while a lot of artists like I know on the rock side tool tool held out a lot did you did you see that a lot a lot of um rebellion from artists yeah
1: i I definitely agree with that side of it now at the time I didn't quite understand you know what I mean because you gotta think like you know we spend hours and hours and Tons of money on production, engineering, mixing, and mastering, and then you know just what we put into the music mm-hmm. for somebody to just go and snatch it up and just take it for free. Right? It's just kind of like think, think about it like this: you go to, you know, it's not, I'm, you know, sure a lot of listeners out there have nine to five. So, you know, when you go to work, you go to work and you're paid. I highly doubt, you know, there's there's a certain percentage, I'm sure that just love to go to work for you know no reason, no expectation at all, but. Majority of the population go to work to get paid. So imagine going to work and not getting a paycheck, but still being held responsible for those hours, that time away from your family, and the sacrifice that you mm-hmm. put in. You know, so if, if roles were reversed, I'm pretty sure you know individuals would understand that concept a little better. You know.
0: Yeah. Who do you um? Who do you work? Who do you like work with? Is there other artists that you collaborate with on a on a you know consistent basis? Like who do you collab with? Um,
1: I will say, like, there's a lot of people that I collab with. I'm not huge. on throwing names out there, but...
0: Oh, no, you um, don't... <laughs> I was just... You don't have to if you don't... I was just wondering.
1: No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, I'm, I'm one of those kind of artists that really doesn't do too many features, but uh, I will say this. The bigger features that I have with bigger artists, um, they'll definitely serve in 2020 for sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I leave it at, but I will say this. There's like artists like John Connor, who I just had on, um, was signed with uh, Doctor Drain, Know the product, mm-hmm. um, futuristic, uh, sincerely Collins. Um, just, just a wide variety. Cryptic wisdom. These, these, those are kind of the, the artists that are more, um, I guess, my in my lane in a sense, or. or what what I truly dig. Another one would be like King Lil G. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also some, some rock bands and lo-fi groups that um, right. that I've worked with. So yeah, I mean I'm always open to work with people. It's just it's got to make sense.
0: Right, right. I know you said um, it said on your profile you're uh, you're an entrepreneur. Like, so what what kind of projects do you? Um, is it just like a what do you do like entrepreneur wise?
1: So to me, an entrepreneur is somebody who can make something out of nothing, who actually enjoys the journey and the process and what you pertain to. So uh, just kind of like a wide scale. So I own four clothing brands: So Hustle Clothing, Got Fresh, um, Fresh and then also Fresh since 86, which is a brand that uh, hasn't came out, won't come out until the uh, middle part of this year. Um, so there's that. Then my podcast, uh, Radio Station. Um, i started off uh it's been quite a few years now but a storefront and a venue and a hip-hop shop um which was called the boombox so it's my mm-hmm. oldest entity uh, which i've had for 12 years now so when i think about enge- you know the entrepreneurial mindset it's just basically the hustle like right a lot of people will look at it and just be like okay he raps that's not <laughs> that's not it at all there's more to, like
0: more to that more to that
1: yeah it's there's pretty much no limit to what i what i do so you know i'm an ex firefighter emt so I oh wow money. yeah so while well, going to school going to college i also volunteered and then worked prn on the weekend so um
0: oh know, man for the- yeah you were on that grind bro oh yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely and then coaching you know coach baseball and basketball uh for like eight years i think it's the first year that i'm not um, volunteering, you know, I've never taken a check, it's always just to give back to my community, so when it comes to entrepreneurship, I mean, it just involves everything from music to uh, radio to television to, you know, helping with the community, that's kind of where I put that, you know, in a sense, and it, it's really, like, if I could put it on, like, one brain, it would just be considered hustle, like, all around, that's how I created uh, right. the hustle clothing brand, which was pretty much off of just what you've asked, you know, the entrepreneurship
0: <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about that podcast. Um, how did that start? How did that start? How did you get that vision, Hustler's Journal?
1: Uh, man, honestly, I just, I just love, um, I worked at radio for four years, um, on syndicated radio, and I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I love giving spotlight to other musicians where, you know, it gave me the opportunity to in a different seat and not have to be you know the, the musician I could be the journalist since yeah, um, you know I, I got to put on other people and just shine light on other individuals that I believed in you, you know see? that I felt like you know didn't get an opportunity that yeah, they should same. probably mm-hmm. you know probably try on and, and stuff like that so it was more just the, the podcast is just for fun
0: man right that's what this was, is you know I'll have friends on I'll have local artists on I'll have This uh, podcast I just do for, like, fun, man. I mean, if I can make... If I can, you know, get some small-dollar advertising, then so be it. But, you know, it's just a hobby.
1: Yeah, it's fun, though, man. I mean, it's just fun. It is. It's a blast. I mean, that's that's really all I did it for. It's like, it's just pure fun. It's just pure fun. I get to highlight (laughs) other people, you know, and just give them an opportunity. You know, give other people opportunities. That's really what it's about.
0: Yeah, so... I took a listen at it and it's, re- it's really well done. I like your intro. I like the whole how and it's... I appreciate it. I like how it's cut. Now, um, how many episodes have you done? Are you just in the... I mean, versus the episodes that
1: are actually out, I just released episode 22. Um, I've had the podcast for two years, but like I said, you know, it's just a passion project. Right. Like, I, don't really, I don't really put all that much time into it. It's more of when I have uh, mm. when I have extra time whenever that is, yeah. then I usually knock out knock out a podcast. But with this quarantine <laughs> I have a lot yeah. of time.
0: So I've been doing
1: episodes almost every week.
0: I hear you man. I hear you man. Me too, man. Me too. Um, so what do you think about the future of the music industry?
1: I mean, that's a great question, man. I mean honestly I think it's gonna be, you know, ran a lot differently than what it is. I think they you know, will have a lot to do with the artificial intelligence. So it's just like you know, there's a lot of engineering and production now that you can do through AI. So instead of having an engineer or, or somebody to mix, uh, they have programs now where they'll basically do a filtration process through a robotic platform and synchronize your, you know, and arrange your composition to sound as such, like whatever, whatever that sound is that you're looking for, you mm-hmm. more or less mimic it. So I definitely think it's, it's going to stay digital. Which is yeah, unfortunate, and I just, I honestly think that mm-hmm. um, unless there's some, another, you know, a better solution, I think they're going to continue devaluing music yeah, just, until, the, mm-hmm. you, you know, until it's almost to the point where artists will either have to adapt and recreate themselves or right. they'll survive.
0: What's your thoughts on the whole um, auto tune thing? That really changed it too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean,. I'm not a fan of auto tune stuff. Like, it, I've never been a fan of, uh, you know, music that's not well thought out. Like right. anybody can throw some
0: random words together and right. Talk but about, like, mm-hmm. five, you know, talk about five
1: things using you know one syllable.
0: I mean, <laughs> I am a fan of Quavo though. I like Quavo, but he, <laughs> he incorporates it well. But I see your point.
1: I mean, yeah, like to each his own. It's just from my perspective. I don't respect it just for the fact that, you know, me coming up in the battle scene and coming up in the 90s, it was more about realistic stuff. Like, it's cool to be entertaining. I get Mm -hmm. that. You know, we we had, you know, the two live crews. We had, you know, those kinds of funny artists that did goofy shit and it was cool. But at the same time, like, I just, uh, I'm just not a fan. That's all I can say is like, just that kind of, that kind of music isn't for me. It's not the kind of music that I do. I'm, I would never hate mm-hmm. on it. You know, for, for some artists, maybe that's their lane. Maybe that's what they're good at. Maybe that's all they'll ever be good at. And that's perfectly fine, you know? It's just like, uh, I just, I really like music with substance and that's wholesome. Even if it's talking about some crazy stuff, as long as it's, you know, believable, it's real to you, um, in a sense. So, I don't really rock with it. You won't catch me ever listening to anything like that.
0: Yeah. What was your first um, EP? What was the title of your first EP? And the very first, first. first. let's go way back.
1: (laughs) Well, to be honest, I've only made, let's see. I'm looking at, I'm just gonna have to look at the plaques on the
0: wall. (laughs) Nice, I like it, I like it.
1: Yeah, like I've only made four EPs. So this one that's coming out, my head gets loud, is the fourth, the first was Alienated. Um, the second was, if it were easy, everyone would do it. The first one was tw- in 2015. The rest mm-hmm. has either been mixtapes. Right. Um, and, you know, I think, I think respectively between the year 2000 and 2014, I think, um, and, and counting one, not counting ones that aren't put out, but as a head count right off the top of my head, right. I'm pretty sure there was 128 mixtapes, and then... Yeah. Um, I don't know. As far as songs are concerned, it's probably seven, eight thousand, man. Oh I my have god! Thousand, a thousand
0: between the last. I'm speaking to. That I even seen. I'm speaking what to. Said? I'm I'm speaking to hip hop royalty right now, man. I feel honored that you come on the show. No, I appreciate it, man. It's just map icon thing. right here. <laughs> I just I just love working, man. Like I don't I don't know like what
1: your thought process is, like how you work, but I'm pretty sure. There's something that you really, really enjoy, and whatever yeah. it is that you do enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. more than likely you probably indulge in doing that.
0: Whether yeah. Video game, podcasting, or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the healthcare industry myself. So, and I'm um, education oh, yeah, okay. education and healthcare, and then um, yeah, and then I just this pot, and I've always had a I've always had a uh, passion for music. Um, my uh, my friends grew me up on uh, on rock. My ex girlfriend grew me up on emo. My <laughs> just dipped, and I've always been. And then my other friends introduced me to the rap game. So I kind of have kind of have a diverse um, palette for music. Um, that sounds
1: like sounds <laughs> like you have some awesome
0: friends. <laughs> well, shit, say my Chemical Romance. That's what my ex girlfriend, and then like, and then I, and then of course Snoop Dogg was my guy, or is my guy. <laughs> Pardon him, that's, is my guy. That's cool. You have a relationship with Snoop Dogg. Or what's your thoughts on his impact?
1: No, I mean I've always just been a huge fan. Like mm-hmm. you know, growing up, he was probably one of the one of the more um, prominent musicians, especially living in California. Like he was the guy. Like most people think, you know, most people think Dre. Which of course, uh, Dre was one of my biggest inspirations. More so, NWA. NWA, I'm a huge fan. That's what I grew up on. But um. But no, just uh, between Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg, those are two two of the tapes that I would continuously play, continuously play as a kid. Right. Uh, and ironically, this this will make you laugh. So like, <laughs> in the nineties, like I listened to all kinds of music, man. So like, even yeah. though I was a diehard hip hop fan, oh yeah, uh, my mom my mom was a super
0: rock fan, so I would steal her tapes.
1: Oh yep, yep. So like. So I get, like, I wasn't a huge fan of, like, Metallica or, like, more like, the cliché. No? Stuff, but, no, I ne- never was a fan. I can't even say I ever liked the song of this to be uh, actually
0: literally, career. but... They are um, legends, but...
1: <laughs> no, no, and it's not taking anything from that. And I just felt, like, I just felt, in my opinion, like, Metallica was, like, the pop version right. of Right. I never really felt that. But I love bands like Nirvana, uh, Bush, like more Mm grunge. Like, I love grunge for whatever reason. Um, Oh, grunge? Oh, yeah? Yeah, Blind Melon. Like, I was into, like, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, my buddies, uh, I've always kind of, like, I don't have, like, a lot of friends that are super into rap. It's always been a personal thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's always been a personal taste of mine. like, Like I said, I've been introduced to rock and, like, and stuff from other friends. But me, personally, I've always had, like... Been a fan of rap, but I don't have—I've never had this person in my life to share it with, and I kind of like it that way because I—I I can. You remember the old rapper, um, Chingy? Oh, of course, yeah.
1: I, I loved his albums. I—I I still listen. He
0: was my guy. He was—he was my guy back in the day, man. Fifty Cent. I can go on. My influences. Fifty Cent was my real. I go to bat for Fifty. I—I I think I put Fifty up there with the all-time greats, and I get laughed at sometimes. No offense to Curtis, but. Here's a fun fact: Is um, I've always been a huge G union Fifty Cent, Aftermath, Shady fan. So, right like, in the club. Like, oh, of course! <laughs> like I found, um, how I found Fifty Cent
1: was actually like through the mixtapes. So like way before
0: he blew up. So, in the like, ATL. In the club before. <laughs> yeah. Before like Dre or any of that. Yeah. Um, he was in the Rachel, ATL uh, scene, you know. That scene was fire too, right? The
1: ATL. Yeah, of course. Basically, I credit Fifty Cent for uh, the mixtapes because, like, you know, back then, just like you were saying, like about albums, and you know, I always I always have to be correct with that because I've never done an album, not yet, anyway. Because if when when I do drop an album, it's got to be something incredible, and not to say that, not you know, watering down anything that I've ever done. But I always look at these like these are reps, right? These are right. reps in the gym to build your physique the way that you want to see it. And me, I look at it like, okay, this is how I want my album to be like, and I want these people, this production, et cetera, et cetera. So until I feel comfortable where I'm like, okay, I have this, and I can use this or that or this feature of that person, I take the, e, the EP first off, too, is, is I personally don't think a lot of people listen to albums unless you are Drake or Ariana Grande or Lil Wayne, you know, they have mm-hmm. that commercial, viable... Um, you know, standout fan base where it's like everybody and her mom is a fan of your stuff. So, you know, no matter what you put out, you know, you're going to sell it. Versus being, you know, lower on the total pool by higher on the independent <laughs> game, it's a little bit difficult. So, 50 made it cool to do mixtapes because he would rap over everybody's beat and mm. a lot of times it would sound better than the actual, um, than the actual real song itself. If, if you really think about it, um, if you haven't before, go, go backwards and go to the mixtapes, like the DJ Who Kid mixtapes, mm-hmm. DJ Kool mixtapes, like late 90s, early 2000s, before he signed with Dre. Right. And he basically created the formula that would uh, be, where they call them one takes, so or they call them remix. 50 Cent was really the first person I'd ever heard, seen, to ever do that. And so... When he was basically, you know, doing mixtapes and stuff like that, that gave me the courage to be like, okay, cool, maybe I can't, you know, I don't know where to get beats from, but mm-hmm. I know where to get, you know, an Outcast instrumental off, Napster, or LimeWire, right. or this instrumental, and so, yeah, can, yeah you mm-hmm. know? Yeah,
0: can you talk about that? I know I don't want you to give me your secrets, but how, how hard is it the process to get beats now? Is it pretty easy just to conjure something up, or is it take, is it like, it take you time to get a perfect beat? Oh,
1: beats are easy to get now. Like, you gotta think, like, um, at that time, you had to know somebody to know somebody. (laughs) Now it's like, you post a thread on Twitter and give them your email and your inbox is full with beats all day. You Mm. know, it's it's really easy now. Like, which is kind of like, I mean, it's not easy in the sense of making it, but it's easy in the sense of getting started.
0: It's and social media. So like, social media, so is, is. Yeah, social media yeah, social has really helped out with that. And I think that part is good, that people, yeah, with, no, talent, people with talent are getting recognized by Instagram stories. Like, yeah. oh, their song is cool, so I'm going to put it on it, my Instagram story.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. <laughs> yeah. Your EP's coming out, right? Um, June 19th, you said? Yeah. Um, so you said you're doing some promotion. What kind of promoting are you doing for it?
1: Um, I mean, I've made, uh, in the last, probably last week or so, um, you know, I made all these animation gifs. So they're like, you know, little boomerang gifs of different <laughs> animations that I've created Yeah. Uh, that are all themed towards the music. Um, they're themed towards the skits and the scenes on the project. Um, mm-hmm. The other day, you'll see a new cartoon, or you'll see a new GIF, or you'll see a new um, storyline pertaining to the project. Even right. as far as my posting goes, all of that art, of that 3D art, canvas art, draw, vector print that I've done, it's all revolved around the project for the last two months. Mm-hmm. So if you go through the, the timeline of, um, of my social media content, it all has to do with the project. So the very first piece of content, I'm actually looking at it right now on my other phone, Mm-hmm. Um, the, the social media content, I actually told the fans what the project was called and the first song that was going to come out uh, 20 days before Runaway came out, which was the first single, and so on and so forth. So I basically, um, I'm a huge Logic fan, so I took some pages from his book, and I'm also you know, um, a Tarantino fan. So I basically told the ending of the story in the beginning of my threads, and now I'm going backwards. And so it's. it's oh, that's awesome. Some of the, yeah, so it's, it's the whole process basically is think of it like a masterpiece from your favorite illustrator. Right. And so it's, it's art, but it's music, and it's cinematic, and it's spacey. But it still has the realism that my content always projects and always puts out. It's just a different way of projecting that out to an audience. It's the same message positivity you know, love, searching for peace. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, the whole project, uh, my head gets loud. The whole acronym for that is just, these are all the things that I was going through uh, pre-quarantine, in the middle of quarantine when the project was made. You know, my best friend passing away, you know, he died in a car accident. He's on the cover. All all the characters that are on the cover are actually um, real people. So the actual cover art, was, I think I'm going to, as far as my content strategy, I think it'll come out in a week. Right. And so all the all the characters that I created are actually people in my life. The people that play the characters in the skits and the scenes, the, the movie portion of the cinematic part, mm-hmm. they're all real people. So it's there's a crazy plot twist, man, and the only way to understand it is to basically listen through it, but it, it's a very deep project in so many different ways. I feel like every single person that listens to it is going to find their own meaning within the music. It might not even be the meaning that I was set to project. It's going to be their own meaning. And that's what it's supposed to do. It's it's, it's really music mm-hmm. for your mind. Yeah. That's really well what it is.
0: Yeah. All right, man. What's your social media uh, handles? Go ahead and plug away, man. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: you can find me on all social media platforms at the real fresh and uh, of course, uh, website therealfreshbeat dot man.
0: All right, bro. I appreciate your time.
1: Oh yeah, no problem, man. I, I appreciate you uh, welcoming me onto the podcast, man. We'll have to do a follow up for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt, it's pleasure, pleasures all mine.
1: Hey, man. Thank you again. I, I super appreciate it, and uh, you know, shout out to your fans. Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> and shout out, you know You for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure and I'm grateful, man. Thank
0: you. Hey, stay safe out there, all right? All right, man. (laughs) Peace. Once again, I want to thank Fresh C for being on the podcast today. His story is inspirational. You know, the grind and the journey to stardom is awe inspiring. Um, And his level of professionalism and grace. is off the charts everyone should check out his new ep titled my head gets loud releasing june 19th thank you for listening to this episode of sensibly cynical you can check us out on twitter at cynical sensibly instagram sensibly cynical pod and you can check out our facebook group also just another reminder. June 1st, I will be hosting a free access music trivia Instagram Live. I have podcast stickers, and I'm going to hand them out to the first few winners. Um, it should be a good time, so join us. Um, 8 p.m. Central Time, June 1st. Also, we are on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sensibly cynical and that's another one in the books take care